This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello and welcome to the Blood Red's Morning Bulletin. I'm joined by my fellow Liverpool.com writer Kiefer to discuss the main events from last night, which was yet another clash between Sadio Mane and Mohamed Salah. And unfortunately, uh, for Mohamed Salah at least, yet another defeat at the hands of Han Senegal. Um, it wasn't a great night for Salah last night, was it, Kiefer? No, not at all. Not after Certainly not after the AFCON final. What was that? Only six weeks ago. Um, and I think when this draw was made, everyone kind of, you know, after the back of that AFCON final, everyone was, you know, drawn up as Salah's chance to get revenge, you know, play on the big stage. We all know what a good season he's had. You know, he would have loved to feature in, in the World Cup and potentially strengthen his Ballon d'Or credentials, um, you know, come the end of the year. But but sadly, that wasn't to be. Um, you know, it was, it was a disappointing night for him. And obviously, I think everyone will have seen that the footage of the penalties and the stuff with the lasers, which probably left a bit of a sour taste. And then there was even some, you know, footage when he was coming off the pitch and, you know, he was getting various things thrown at him. So, yeah, it's, it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't a great night. And um, you just got to hope that now he can maybe use that as a as a bit of a motivation, you know, coming into the last six, seven, eight weeks of the season and, and maybe think, well, if I'm not going to be featuring, you know, in the World Cup, maybe I'm going to have to do my, you know, Ballon d'Or talking or, you know, contract talking here at Liverpool when, when there's three more trophies up for grabs. So it depends which way you look at it. I mean, yeah, like I say, he would have wanted to feature, but, you know, it could be that extra bit of motivation that he that he needs because obviously he hasn't been himself in maybe last month or so. He's, I think he struggles to come back from AFCON, certainly comparing him to that form that, you know, we saw at the top of the, top of the season where he was just electric and, you know, he was winning games for Liverpool left, right and centre. So, like I say, you know, if there's, if there's one advantage maybe for Liverpool between now and the end of the season, it, it may be that. Yeah, I mean, that, that's an interesting point you make about him not really being back to his best since coming back from AFCON. How much do you think this defeat and, and particularly the penalty miss is going to affect his confidence as well? Yeah, be be interesting. I mean, we know he's not someone who lacks confidence. I don't think that's ever been ever been a problem as he's been at Liverpool. Um, you know, he's, he's missed penalties before. I, I think of his most recent one at Leicester. Um, I think he's only missed a couple during his time at Liverpool. He's got a pretty immaculate record. And I think given the circumstances, as I said, with the laser last night, I think anyone probably would have would have struggled to put a penalty away in in, the, in those kind of pressures, let alone, you know, having a six or seven lasers shown on your face. Um, but... Like I, like I say, I think since he's come back from Afghanistan, it's been, what, six weeks now. And I think Mane, you could probably argue, he's gone the other way. That was probably the best scenario for Liverpool, that Mane wins and he kind of gets that confidence boost that he needs. Um, but, yeah, Salah's struggled. I don't know if that's fatigue because we know how much extra time Egypt played during the tournament and maybe that's catching up with him. You know, he's not Salah's not exactly a player who's going to go to the manager and say, oh, look, I'm tired or whatever. He's got that winner's mentality, which is which is fantastic. But... You know, it's um, it's maybe all starting to catch up with him now, and with you know, with there being a game every three days, it's uh, between now and the, end of the season, it's going to be it's going to be manic. Um, but you've just got to hope that maybe there is some games. I'm I'm looking at the Benfica second leg. I'm, I'm thinking if Liverpool can get it done over in Lisbon, then there's a chance to rest him there. He's got probably six days off between two Premier League ties. Um, you know, so you, you kind of have to start maybe prioritising it until he's kind of at, at his peak of his powers once again. I will say before any Egyptian fans come on here that probably missing that penalty was had a bit more magnitude to it than, than his previous penalty <laughs> misses for Liverpool. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm sure you know he will bounce back. Um, I think, um, like you mentioned, it 
the the scenario for Liverpool was probably the last thing they would have wanted with the game going to extra time again in that um, playoff with Senegal and Egypt. So yet more minutes for Salah and Mane, uh, an extra half an hour than they were Liverpool would have liked. Uh, how much of that fatigue is Jufin going to affect Liverpool heading into Watford, which is the early kickoff on Saturday? Yeah, well, it's such a it's such a quick turnaround, isn't it? Like you say, we're playing the early game, twelve thirty against Watford, and and you know it's you know Mane, he probably won't feel that tiredness. Certainly not. I, I don't imagine the immediate aftermath. He'll probably just be you know ecstatic and, and delighted. I think it's only their third um, quali- time they qualify for the World Cup. This is the first time they've done it back to back as well. So it's a huge achievement for for Mane, and especially you know off the back of winning that um, that Afcon title. Um, so I, I don't think for Salah I don't think that'll be a problem but maybe for Mane uh, sorry I don't think for Mane it'll be a problem I think for Salah he'll probably you know maybe may, may more mentally draining than, than actually physically draining obviously you know he's a top athlete and and, and all that and, he, and he's probably played less games but he's played two games this week that's probably less than he would have played over a two week period with Liverpool so he's probably had some kind of rest um, but it's more kind of the magnitude of those games they've been you know you know, probably the two biggest games you can play in in, in, in international football outside of a of a major tournament. Um, so you've got to hope that it doesn't affect them too much. I mean, as well, Diaz. You know, he played last night in, in South America um, for Colombia. So you're even looking at him and, and and thinking, well, he's got a long journey back. You know, so so Salah and Mane. Um, so you know, it's only Jota who's really played on mainland Europe. Um, so it's, it is such a tight turnaround. It's probably the one time you don't want to be playing before City. You'd probably rather, you know, have a Sunday slot or, or a late Saturday slot. But you know, fingers crossed. You know, it's it's it, not, not not say it's Watford, but you'd hope that Liverpool would have enough in reserve to kind of get over the line, even if you know they aren't you know back to their fluid best. You know, which is normally the case with the international break. I think teams kind of just kind of get over the line. As you know, it's always a bit of a break, isn't it? And uh, you know, it's not really one where you dissect the performance if you just get over the line and, and, and move kind of thing, move on to Lisbon. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting that you mentioned Diaz and uh, Shota. I mean, Diaz didn't play any playoffs, but I think the, those final few games certainly probably felt like playoffs for Colombia, considering they, they had to get both victories in order to qualify in the end even that wasn't enough whereas with Jota again two very high intensity games playing for Portugal in the playoffs so Liverpool will certainly hope in the next few days they can recuperate and rejuvenate themselves and be ready for Watford Uh, I mean maybe it's almost a certainty then that Roberto Firmino will start considering he's had a big layoff yeah, hundred percent. I mean, that's what you've got a squad there for, isn't it? It's what we kind of all dreamed of having options, and you know, you've got five forwards now who are, you know, all very good options and get into a decent amount of Premier League sides. You know, and obviously for me, knows had a stop-start season. Uh, obviously, wasn't included in the Brazil squad, so he's had some time to to recuperate, probably look after himself. And you know, we have seen over the past couple of weeks that maybe he has been returning to his best. Uh, certainly not the, the heights that he once hit at Liverpool. I'm thinking 17, 18, but I'm, 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 you know he's, he's affecting games more. He's, he's popping off, and maybe it's that that cameo role that's starting to suit him more. Um, so you know, having that break and, and maybe being able to play against a team like Watford, who are probably going to sit back and, and be a bit of something of a, of a low block. You know, it might be Firmino's movement and creativity and dropping deep that you probably look for. Um, 
so yeah, it'd be, you know, it's exactly what what you and will be looking at and thinking that's exactly why he's you know kept five fours, exactly why he signed Diaz in January to kind of have those options at his disposal, and you know that's exactly what's going to be the difference maker. We've we've seen it so many times with City in the past, you know, where they're able to bring in a Mares, a Grealish, a Foden, or, you know, a Bernardo Silva, a Sterling. I mean, the list is is scary, isn't it? So you know, it's nice for Liverpool to kind of boast those options of their own for once. Yeah, and I mean as as well with Watford, we'll probably have one eye on Benfica as well, um, considering that's a, that's a tough tie, um, and that, that's going to be away from home as well. So, and then obviously City after that in in, in just a week's time. Um, so, or or very important week ahead for Liverpool, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it's just, I don't want to label it as season-defining because, you know, you don't want to put too much pressure on, on that game at the Etihad, but it does feel like whoever um, whoever does kind of take the initiative in that game is, is going to probably be storming towards the title. They're going to have the momentum. It's... Uh, it's it's like at the minute, obviously City are a point ahead, but you could you could make a good case that you'd rather be in Liverpool's camp with the kind of the way the the results have gone over the past six weeks. Um, so yeah, it's certainly going to be interesting, like you say. You've got that that trip to Benfica and on uh, on Tuesday. Um, I mean, City have got Burnley on on Saturday afternoon, which is you know we know how difficult it can be to fight Burnley. They gave us you know a difficult game only a couple of weeks ago. Um, so you know there's there's even a chance you know that Liverpool could still be top of the table come come Saturday night. Um, but yeah, that that game against City, it does feel like it, it does feel like the one that is gonna you know have the biggest say between now and the end of the season. I'm sure there'll be a few twists and turns, but you you like I just can't see anything else but that. I mean, Liverpool's running isn't isn't the nicest. You know, they've got United and Everton, Tottenham as well. Um, obviously, City. Um, I think City's is you know so called a maybe easier on paper but you know if you can get that kind of even if you can just remain unbeaten and keep it at a point you know for the end of the season then it's kind of like cities cities to lose almost and see how they'll deal with that pressure especially after like i say a couple of uh far from ideal results over the past kind of six weeks which have you know allowed liverpool to kind of sneak back into contention and you know i don't think anyone would have expected this game at the etihad to mean so much only a couple of weeks ago when it was you know looking at 12 13 14 points behind city so you know it's just you just got to seize the opportunity and, and kind of seize the moment and yeah it's uh it's certainly going to be not one to be missed yeah exciting times ahead and i think i speak for all liverpool fans that They'll be hoping Diego Jota and Sadio Mane come back with even more confidence after qualifying for the World Cup. And then, on the other hand, Diaz and Salah return with extra motivation to do even better and uh, sort of put things right. Uh, That that wraps it up uh, for today's podcast, um, Morning Bulletin, rather. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Kiefer, for joining me. And uh, make sure you check out the rest of the Blood Red content going out today and uh, all the written content on liverpool.com. You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.